Shop Tour Bus is serving up the hottest, most delicious, freshest, and sweetest Grateful Dead inspired merchandise on the virtual lot. Yeah, it's delicious. Okay. When when you look at it, it makes you feel full of happiness and joy. Therefore, it's delicious. Does me. I'm sporting one right now. You actually are. Scarlet Begonias. um, Since it's the beginning of the year, I think it's important to just remind everybody just how important Shop Tour Bus is to us. Okay, do that. Well, Shop Tour Bus has been with us since almost the beginning. Yes, they have. All right. They... We have met them in our home state and they've been on the porch and we've hugged and played with their son and had great times and they've supported us that whole time. And I just wanted to underscore that they're putting out amazing products, super unique. They're beautiful human beings and they are true supporters of No Simple Road. And go ahead, Apple. I was going to say, so so like Mel just laid down there, this is true family. This is keeping it in the family. And these are the most comfortable shirts. I love my assorted collection. I have many now. And anybody you or anybody you get them for would love this too. And they're making sure the No Simple Road family feels the love with the promo code No Simple Road. You're going to get free shipping. They're going to send you your shirt, hoodie, or sticker, or hat, or whatever in a beautifully printed all over bag. And you're going to get all kinds of extras. And hey, check this out. You might even get a Grateful Dead bootleg in your order. A cassette tape that's been traded by the family for time immemorial. It may have had been in the hands of a dusty wook. You don't even know. So go to shoptourbus.com. Pick yourself out something. Put in the promo code No Simple Road when you are checking out. You're going to get free shipping and make yourself smile. No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve, they've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. No simple road. Yeah, here we go. Eclipses, the whole thing this year. What are eclipses? Eclipses? It's like a mini eclipse. Hey now, no superhero no. family. It's Aaron. It's Mel. And it's Apple. And we are back right. for another edition of No Simple Road with our guest this week, Adam November. 
Yeah. Yeah. Adam, it was amazing having you on. It was so fun. The only regret was Apple couldn't be there. We're not recording. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. this was another year. Work. Enough said. (laughs) Sorry I missed you, Adam, but it was super dope getting to meet you for a little bit when we came to see you at the show here in Portland. If you if you have had the opportunity to go catch the Karina Reichman's band and see Adam do his mystical wizardry on the guitar on the fly, uh, it, it's a it's a sight to behold and a, a treat for your ear ear holes, man. I was just reading um, Adam's bio and it said musician and creative technologist. That's a wonderful way to sum up all the intricacies of what he does. It's definitely aptly named, mm-hmm. you know, I, the first time we saw him was at the crystal ballroom. They were opening for some Frasco. Maybe. Sure. Ew. That mm, I don't know yeah, if that happened, remember. but I can't, I can't remember who they were. Opening. I okay. think you're right though. Um, and of course, Karina's like a, electric. It, yeah. A, a comet she, of energy. She literally had those electric, those boots yeah, on. Remember, yeah. I was like, oh my God, Karina's, Karina's shoes boots. are so dope. Come on. She's like, you know, a dynamo of energy. And then Adam's over there like twisting dials and shredding the guitar. And these sounds are coming out of his guitar that like, I've never heard an instrument make those sounds before. And him and Karina have such a unique musical connection watching the two of them do what they do and like the well and chris too back there. yeah like well yeah just keeping it like going for, making it a playground yeah. for them you know but just watching the two of them like build these jams on the fly and then he'll be shredding the guitar and then just casually you know lean over to his wizard's cauldron set up it's <laughs> over there and like do Mix some little finger twiddle and the whole world explodes inside your head from whatever sound is happening so yeah if if you get the opportunity to go check out karina reichman's band and see adam play um you can write in afterwards and be like yep aaron you were absolutely right that was a, an experience and, and, and guess what you're in luck if you haven't seen her even if you have seen her you're gonna want to see that the band again and first of all this is one of those bands that's like a trio when, when there's a trio that the a sound comes out of that sounds like there's six people on stage mm-hmm. always blows my mind. And they're getting ready to uh, like everybody. They're getting ready to head out on tour. If you go to Karina Reichman.com, you can see all of the dates upcoming. They've got dates starting January 27th, going through February, March, and then May there. I'm sure there'll be a lot more added. They're going to be touring all over the country and if you want to know more about Adam November and see what he's up to and all the things he does, you can go to Instagram at Adam period November. And he also and has there, a website too. Yeah, there's link on there. There's links to all of the things that he's up to. And he is not just a, a guitar player shredder in Karina Reichman's band. He has a full-time job. He has a full-time day job, man. And Dang. which going on a tour like that, I'm sure they're thrilled with adam but uh he's like a electrical engineer is that 
automations and robotics and computer programming and yeah just like all of it it, it doesn't it, I, I don't think there's anything that adam couldn't create if he thought it up or if somebody like, was like hey can you can you light create up me a this, robot yeah that, you know light up this bed and yeah. every time i you know get too much pressure on it it like wakes up my foot or like he's, he's like, like oh, hey, yeah. i'm on it let me hold on it, let me finish <laughs> this guitar solo yeah. and i'll get right on that and talk about we, you know, we talk a little bit about the ambitions of being in living in New York, yeah. you know, and, and that kind of energy. And so, yeah, this was a really fun interview and it was his second podcast. So, Adam, I'm sure it will not be your last. You people are going to want to know about you, man. People are going to want to see what's going on. You're creating some really incredible, unique, ultra fun stuff to listen to mm-hmm. and and also otherwise Yes, that <laughs> and also, and also and otherwise. I, I can't cap. I can't encapsulate it in a few words. So, yeah. all right. Well, yeah, I it mean, was a pleasure. Should we do the business? Yeah, let's get them to. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to start differently this week. What in case you, yeah. when we get to this section of the show, you're like, oh fuck, and you fast forward. Don't, because I'm going to do it different. And you may hear something you didn't hear before. Ooh, so I want to hear different stuff. We have something on No Simple Road called the No Simple Road Tepid Line. The tepid line is your three minutes to shine on No Simple Road. The number to call is 971-808-1524. I'm going to say it again so you can write it down in your phone, take a note, do whatever you need to do. I'm riffing now so that you can get your phone out and get out your notes app and No Simple Road tepid line. The number is 971-808-1524. Okay? And here's the deal. It's a Google voice line and you can call in and say anything you want. Now, historically, we've had some really amazing calls on the tepid line, but there are two people that stand out head and shoulders above the rest, John B. and David. And both of you are getting a standing ovation and a red balloon. Yes. I don't, I don't have the red balloon. Hold on. Well, just imagine it, John okay. B. Yeah. You know, David, you, you guys can use your imagination that I'm presenting you with one cute little string and it's a min- miniature red balloon that you can take on your day with you and know that you want it for being dope at calling into 971-808-1524 to tell us super cool updates. I feel like this is how we get to know David and and John B. Well, we get to know their excitement and, wait, and their wait, temperament. Hang on. Also, there's wait, wait. Night nitrous in that balloon. There is. <laughs> But you know how when you were a kid, if your parent bought you a balloon, they tied, excuse me, I burped into the mic. I'm sorry, everybody. They tied it on your wrist. Mm-hmm. Okay. David and John, I want you to tie the balloon that Mel just gave you onto your wrist and carry it with you all day. All right. Will you do that for me? Cool. Everybody, I know they will. Anyway, this you, isn't you, just about John and David. Right. This is about everyone. Everybody out there can call the tepid line, 971-808-1524. And I'm going to give you an example of what a, a tepid line phone call sounds like. Hey, No Simple family. It's Dave. I just wanted to touch base with you. Uh, been listening to some of the older episodes again. That's so cool. Um, yeah. I had put that on the back burner for a little while. I didn't want to burn through all of those old episodes, so I have nothing left to listen to. <laughs> um, I'm in the 50s, I think. I just listened so I. to your one-year episode at 52, and then uh, 53 was um, Circles Around the Sun. Ooh, and uh, I've heard you guys talk about Circles Around the Sun before a lot. And you'll hear us uh, talking about them again. Really put forth the um 
effort to listen to them. You've heard them but every after week. Listening to the to the conversation today, I uh, I decided it was time and uh, put put on um, put on a this is playlist of them on Spotify. And damn, if I'm not blown away. Yeah. Um, everything you guys say is true. It 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 feels like it feels like a jam from uh from a dead show. Um but it also feels kind of like that 70s and 80s loungy type music. Disco baby. Um, very relaxed, very chill, very um inviting. Mm-hmm. Uh makes you want to dance and boogie and, and just chill and just have a good time. So thank you very much for sharing that. Uh, I'm going to listen to it more often and, and uh, I think that it will become the soundtrack for a lot of stuff that I do. So thank Dark, you. Yeah. Love you guys. Love you Love too, the buddy. family out there and I hope everybody in the No Simple Road family is having a spectacular day today. Um, I hope everybody's feeling fabulous. I know it's cold and there's a lot of crappy weather around, but uh, we will survive. We We will will get get by. by. (laughs) Love you guys. Love you too, buddy. See, that's how you do it, Dave. I was just going to say, David, thank you again for calling in. And think about this next time you're listening to Circles Around the Sun. Always makes me want to put on a polar. A roll of pair of skates. A pair of roller skates. It's like roller skating music yeah 70s roller skating disco music with the disco ball and also david just so you know a lot of it's going to sound really familiar to you and you're gonna be like why does that sound so familiar the reason it sounds so familiar is because every commercial that we play has circles around the sun playing under it just so you know so i appreciate that you are getting into circles around the sun and the older stuff is neil casal who is very near and dear to this family and uh, they are very special to us. So, And this oh, yeah. is why I love no, doing No Simple Road, is introducing that new soundtracks to people's lives or introducing new music that you just had to hear, but you didn't know it yet because you hadn't heard about it. And speaking of introducing new music, you can go to the No Simple Road website and sign up for our newsletter or get yourself some merch or get a tarot reading or check out our calendar of events. I think... The next thing we have coming up that's big for us is Mo at the Crystal Ballroom and That's going to be fun. And then Mel and I are off to Mexico next month and uh, a few Dark Star Orchestra in February here. So if you want to come to a show with us, go check that out. Like I said, you can get a tarot reading from Mel and I. Uh, you can go to patreon.com forward slash no simple road and support us like not just by listening, but with your your financial support which is crucial to this family and uh, the way that we give back to you there on patreon is by creating a community and giving you extra content you you're getting all the episodes a day early and ad free you're getting apples cinematic adventures weed reviews just right there alone yeah that's amazing mel's pulling tarot cards for y'all yep um i'm andrew's picks yeah connor's Connor's picks picks. there's all kinds of stuff going on over there so go up you can go over there patreon.com forward slash no simple road you can sign up for free check out what's going on and then when you're enticed enough you can like spend a buck a month it's a like less than it's 12 and a half cents an episode come on man really help us out 
Just saying. Yeah. And, Leave thank, us- and thanks for the cute dollar, Meg. Yeah, yeah Meg. That means, Meg. That means a lot. It, um, it seriously does. Hey, Apple, we got any new reviews? No new review. No. Nope. Well, um, be the first reviewer of January out there. Yeah, we didn't somewhere. get one for December. Somewhere. Asking, please. please. I, well, this is what I know. One of Adam's friends who's never listened to No Simple Road before is going to listen to this. Mm-hmm. And they, since they've never listened to No Simple Road, They've never leaving us left us a review. Mm-hmm. Leaving, I like that. Y'all never leaving us a review. So be that one person that leaves us a January review, Mister November's favorite friend or Mrs. Mrs. or Miss or any actually anything <laughs> anybody. However you tag yourself, you can be like, oh, I'm Jersey twenty seven nine 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 or you know Mo Lover two two two. I don't know Mo Lover two two two. Okay, I'm just saying whatever you want to call yourself, it'd be super rad <laughs> if after listening to this, you went on to um, Apple and been like Apple Podcasts, hit the five star leave a cute review and be our first. And of Hey, the year. if you're going to do that for, if you're going to be the first one for the year, could you, could you leave the review in a deep South accent? That would be super cool. That's yeah. how we'll read it. Yeah. I'm not going to, you know, do any kind of crazy or, you know, or recommendations. I, I'd settle Just, for a British Cockney accent. Okay. Oh, yeah. Gosh. One of those. Anyway, that's, that's leaving a review. What that does is it helps other people find out about the show, but the most important thing you can do for us and yourself to tell somebody about No Simple Road. Yep. Because then the mycelial network of No Simple Road spreads. The community grows. We all are together. It's a beautiful thing. And, Word of mouth. And it's a, it's a rainbows and unicorns and geysers shooting off and the clouds part and the sun comes out. It's a really cool thing that happens. So just see. That's a whole lot of things. Test it. I'm telling you. Tell somebody about the show. <laughs> all right. Are we ready to... Uh, get busy with adam i think so i think everybody is ready they've been waiting and the time has come apple are you excited to hear this episode uh, yes i'm excited yes i am okay mel are you excited i'm excited because we've done several episodes since then so i don't remember every single thing we talked about so i'm ready to remember how much i loved the interview because i remember after we were done we we're like dude he's so dope mm-hmm. he was so rad so i want to re-remember that darwin are you excited yeah Okay, cool. All right, everybody. The excitement builds, and here we are. We have reached the moment. Without further ado, the No Simple Road crew gives you Adam November.
Hey, what up? How's it going? You are one of the first guests on No Simple Road ever. No, well, not one of them. Ever. Yeah. To figure out that they were muted. Nice. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm honored. Um, you know, I have some, some background in audio and whatnot. So I was going to say, you, you deserve to have that title. What's up, Adam? How you doing, man? I'm doing very well. Aww. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Yeah. This is exciting. It was nice to so meet exciting. you while this you were here. This is my second podcast ever. I'm like very excited. like you. extremely excited. Well, Adam, you do some really awesome stuff. I was just like reading your resume and just kind of scrolling through your Instagram and you've got a really deep technology background. Let's start with that. Cause I know, and well, first I will say, um, why don't you introduce yourself yeah, to everybody listening? Go. I was going to stop and then go, jump into that because I want to talk about that before we talk about music. Because I'm sure it influenced it somehow. You know, absolutely. Yeah. So my name's Adam November. I play guitar in Karina Reitman's band, um, and as you know, you're alluding to, I play guitar with a lot of effects and electronics, and I have you know a pretty deep background in music technology generally, and that kind of moved into wider creative technology and electronics and lighting art and all this all this other kind of stuff installation art um etc and so i it's allowed me to build some of my own gear and experiment with sound and music and technology all in one which karina gives me an amazing space to do yeah you, you guys the first time we saw you play was at the crystal ballroom yeah that was an awesome and, um, show too I, I was just like floored watching first of all watching you play and watching what you do with whatever you have up there i don't even know what that is <laughs> thank you so much yeah. that was a super fun show yeah. wasn't it though it was like i yeah. felt like it was like such a showcase for like all the sound that the three of you can really get together like that is a lot of work it seems like in in how how you're hearing it you know what i mean <laughs> It's, sure, it's a lot to stay on top of. Um, you know, it's all it's all play for me, but it's it's definitely taken a lot of you know experimentation and development of different you know different skills and different knowledge to to get to a place where I can do that stuff. Yeah. And you and you and Karina really have something special together, man. It's uh, thanks. So it's much. yeah, it's dope to watch the interplay. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm curious how how did you guys meet, Adam? We met at a party in 2000. 15 i'm pretty sure december 2015 um and at a party in my apartment building and it was super you know through friends of a friend super random and we just started talking and it was in my apartment building and in my apartment at the time i had a great music setup drums guitars amps the whole thing and this was in brooklyn mm -hmm. and um where i still live now and we were talking and it was literally the day that Karina got the text from Marco Benevento saying, Hey, come play in my band. Oh, wow. So we were talking about that. And I was like, yo, what, what do you, that's incredible. Whoa, what do you mean? Yeah. In Marco Benevento's band. What the fuck? Let's go jam in my apartment. You know, <laughs> let's, let's go. Um, and so her and I, and, and a couple of my other friends went, we started playing music and we had a great time and we kind of just kept in touch and would play spaced out periodically every few months for about a year or so and then it started to happen more regularly and the the rest is kind of history were you playing in your own band at that time or like what was your what was what were you doing musically i was playing guitar in a couple bands mostly in a hip-hop rock kind of crossover group called uh, oxymorons oh, who are okay. still out touring and kicking ass right now um 
and I, I was touring with them a lot and, and recording with them and some other projects locally and going to some other jam sessions and stuff like that. So was the, is the style of music that you're creating with Karina, is that something that you've been into prior or were you mostly in the hip hop world? Uh, no, it's, it's, I definitely have some roots in the, in the jam scene. I mean, I grew up a co- total classic rock head, um, you know, Led Zeppelin and Neil Young and Jimi Hendrix and et cetera. Mm. And in high school, I was into some jam music. I was really into Dave Matthews band for a while. They were my favorite band for, for a couple of years. So I saw them a bunch. Um, and I was into other music that was kind of adjacent, maybe not as jammy, but I was really into Guster and Dispatch mm-hmm. and bands like that. Um, and then I, in college, I got really into Lettuce and um, Medeski Martin and Wood and John Schofield and more funk fusion type stuff. So I was, and then I've always loved hip hop a ton as well. So it was all always there. We have a brand new sponsor in the No Simple Road family. We'd like to welcome Northbound Coffee Roasters. Northbound Coffee right Roasters on. is a family owned and operated coffee roastery out of the mystic mountains of Mount Shasta, California, with a combined 22 years of coffee experience and over 600 shows between Keith and Jen. They pursue top- It's a lot of booging. Yeah, I'm talking old school Grateful Dead shows here. They pursue top quality coffee to provide to their customers. Northbound Coffee Roaster specializes in specialty organic coffees with a wide variety of coffee profiles, blends, and single origin offerings to match the taste of anybody who enjoys a good cup of coffee, man. So go to northboundcoffee.com to learn more and place your order today. They ship anywhere in the U.S. and their coffees are always roasted to order to guarantee the freshest cup. Use the code NoSimpleRoad at checkout yes. for free shipping on your first order of any size anywhere in the U.S. Sign up for their newsletter for additional discounts. Their newsletter is written by their son and offers regular discounts and a peek behind the curtain at their roastery. Ooh. You want to taste some of the freshest coffee ever roasted by deadheads ever on the whole history of the planet? Do you? This is, Yeah. This is where to get it. This is the thing. I have always wanted a coffee sponsor for No Simple Road. And here it is. It it, it materialized in the form of the Grateful Dead family doing amazing business for over 12 years out of Mount Shasta in the form of Northbound Coffee Roasters. Yeah, that's dope. They're getting ready to celebrate their 13th anniversary in February. Yeah, man. And you know what? What? They're celebrating their first month with No Simple Road. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So welcome Northbound Coffee Roasters. Hey, everybody, go get yourself some of the best Grateful Dead family roasted coffee on the planet right now. NorthboundCoffeeRoasters.com. Promo code No Simple Road. Now back to Adam November. I saw that you all played with John Modeski or he joined in. How is that? How awesome is that? Uh, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. What can you even say about that guy? He's, well, he's definitely one of, if not my favorite keyboard players on the planet. I mean, Badesky Martin would, you know, especially with Schofield, I'd call them kind of my favorite yeah. band. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was just incredibly special to, to play with, to play with him. And he killed it. It's, a, you know, he, he it was, was so dope. Good. I was just I watching believe. it right yeah. before. <laughs> <laughs> he's a, he's, he's different, man. That's a different, different. kind of human being. And, and, I remember maybe it was like the end of 2018 Mel asked me, she was like, if you could have anybody on the show, like anybody, who would it be? And I was like, Oh, definitely John Medeski. And, uh, she was like, well, just reach out to him and see what happens. So I like sent this long gushy, stupid (laughs) fucking email to his publicist. 
turns out we were already working with this publicist. Publicist hit me up and was like, "Hey, it's me, dumb dumb." Like, <laughs> it's like, and like within a month, we had him on the show. And oh, that's amazing. Yeah, he's like, I'd go back and listen to it, Adam. You'd love it. He's a trip. Yeah, it's I, a good I, one. I, it's a good one. But I, I wonder, like, you say that that's like one of your favorite bands, right? And then, absolutely. And then you have the opportunity to play with them. Is that just like one of the most surreal moments ever for you? Are you just geeking out the whole time? Unbelievably so. I mean, it's it's one of the most uh, fulfilling things about Aww. you know playing in the scene that that I play in. You know, it, where artists are so open with one another and willing to do that sort of thing. I mean, it's so spe- who gets to play music with their with their idols, with their heroes. You know, right? Because I was looking back through both your and Karina's um, Instagram and. I mean, Bonnaroo, Summer Camp, Peach Fest, Red Rocks, like on, Nectar, on and on and on. Like from just meeting her in 2015 to 2023, you're playing every sought after, um, you know, festival or whatever. Like, do you look back and be like, dang, I worked hard for this. Or are you like, dang, I'm lucky. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how, where are you in the middle somewhere? I'd say right in the middle. It depends on the day, but <laughs> I'd say right in the middle somewhere. Um, I air, air more towards lucky though, just because there's so many people who are so talented, who are working hard that I know that I've, you know, yeah. been in bands with or been in school with or, or what have you um, that, that, you know, it, it could be any one of us. And, and sometimes it breaks one way. Sometimes it breaks another way. So totally, absolutely. Totally. And it's a, it's a trip to look back on your life and like, see that you're living your dream and, and to be like, like with you, there's, there's no like air of, uh, you're not an egotistical dude from meeting you. You're just, <laughs> just you. a homie. And, yeah. and, uh, to keep that perspective as you're taking the rise, have, have you um, had a hard time at all with how fast things are happening, like dealing with everything that's going on? That's a, that's a great question. The, the kind of secret about me is that I have a double life with a full-time job here in the city where I, where I'm doing creative technology and, you know, working on a lot of cool stuff that I do enjoy. Uh-huh. And this has all happened so quickly that I, you know, I came out of the pandemic and kind of got the job and things started happening. And it's been, you know, kind of a tightrope at times, especially in this last like two or three months, specifically with the tours that we just did and all that stuff to, uh, to keep the train moving. And it's been really, it's been extraordinarily fulfilling, but it's definitely, um, it's been a challenge sometimes. Absolutely. Are you, are you running into like, you may have to quit the other gig? Uh, you know, <laughs> maybe they, they, Possibly. they've been super flexible and it's, they've been as cool as one can be. Yeah. Um, and you know, kind of remains to be seen, you know? <laughs> right. Right. I, I, uh, I mean, I, we, we deal with the same thing. I work a day job too. Yeah. I work for a, a commun- telecommunications company and like, like you, they've been super rad and, we're gone all the freaking time. But at some point, like I'm going to have to make a choice right? at some point. And that's scary. That's scary, man. New year, new you. What does it look like? Well, it looks like you 
still have all the stuff that you dragged with you from 2023. And one of the ways you can help get rid of all that stuff that you don't want dragging melt into the it new off. year with you is to melt it away with yeah. our favorite sponsor, Melt. melt. Premium mushroom chocolate. What Apple said. Mm. Melt premium mushroom chocolates. Go to at Melt Mushrooms, M E L T M U S H R O O M S, on Instagram. That's right. Shoot them a DM. Say, hey, I'm part of the No Simple Road family. They're going to shoot you their uh, menu. That's right, with their nine different flavors. You're going to make your order, and they are going to. You're going to get buy one, get one half off. Yep. For the month of January. Look That's at that. Pretty dope. So we are talking four grams of their premium mushroom blend, a mix of adaptogenic mushrooms as well, and nine different flavors, all to melt all the stress and issues and whatever else. And and hey, let's let's be real. If you just want to have a good time too, melt is here for that too. And if you're not into chocolate, they have capsules as well. Wow. So they got you covered. They do. They well. They have your mouth, taste bud, and brain covered with their and amazing products. A little birdie told me soon to be um, having gummies. Really? Yeah. Ooh, mushroom gummies. So stay right. tuned. Yeah, go check. See, don't say that No Simple Road doesn't take care of you. We got coffee for you. We got mushroom chocolates for you. We have clothing for Dope you. Dope clothing. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's a whole thing over here at No Simple Road. We love you. Go to Melt <laughs> Mushrooms, man. It can be. Absolutely. I mean, it's a great problem to have. So yes. at the end of the day, I say, oh, if these are my problems, I mean, I can't right. stress <laughs> it. <laughs> shit, you know? like, yeah. What am I going to do? Oh, my God. You know? um, guess I'll go, you know, play uh, play Christmas Jam. You know what I mean? But um, <laughs> so tell, tell me a little bit about playing Christmas Jam and besides Medeski. Like, what was that experience like? I, it was fantastic. So this is my first time there. Um, you know, but this is it's such a family and community driven event in Asheville, which is one of my favorite you know places to visit on tour when we, we do play there fairly frequently. What is it about uh, Asheville that's your favorite? It just has great. It's just a cool it's a cool town. What can you say? Like yeah. the people are cool. The the, the uh, atmosphere and the energy at the shows is always fantastic. Um, I love the venues that we play there. We played Asheville Hall Music a few months ago Super. and it was great. And it's just a beautiful place. The mountains there are fantastic. If you can get there in, in the spring or the fall, it's kind of just perfect. If I were not living in a in a big city, it would be on my short list of places that I'd be oh, looking shit. at. Okay. Um, I'd say. But I'm sorry um, I interrupted your Christmas jam. Oh no, please. <laughs> um and it was fantastic. So we played the, the pre-party at the Orange Peel Friday night, mm-hmm. and which was us, um, Russo, George Porter Jr. and Badesky. Wow. In- incredible. <laughs> uh, Clutch, who I learned a lot about this weekend. They fucking rock. You know, super cool band. Karina was like obsessed with them. She's like, I'm telling you guys, you're going to freak out about Clutch. That's, a, were- that's a hard rock and band right there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They- they fucking rock. And they're like the nicest people on the planet, Aww. which is always just such a cool combination. Right. Um, and Mule. So we're what? there in pretty stellar <laughs> company, you know? So um, it was just fantastic. And everyone was so nice. And it's just musicians hanging out. And, you know, there was a like a family reunion type feel to it where people were, you know, coming. A lot of people from Asheville are working the festival, obviously, and people who've been coming back year after year. And all the musicians many of whom I'm huge fans of, obviously everyone is so cool about just talking, getting to know each other. Warren sat in with us both nights. Oh, so that was fuck. special. Yeah. Um, Dang. So, 
What, yeah, what can you even say about that? You sided with us both. You really guys. can't say anything about all the stuff that you're talking yeah, exactly. about. I'm, I'm just overwhelmed, honestly. I'm still just coming off of it. I'm still, but that's uh, so it was Friday night, right? And then Saturday is the day when we play in the stadium, right? So okay. we play in the stadium and we had, uh, we play in the stadium. So, which means we hung out for this. The memory of the weekend for me is the sound check of mule with slash and billy gibbons <laughs> so in the middle of the day going through all the material to be in the same room as slash he's probably one of my original favorite guitarists i was pretty obsessed wow. with guns and roses i was maybe 12 13 or so and you got to hang i mean i wouldn't we didn't slap i didn't get to hang but he was around okay you know okay, okay. yeah we, we, we were in the in the team photo together you know got that's it. that's an, that's you know, good um, enough man <laughs> i'll take it and i got to watch the sound check and and you know be within 20 feet of him for a while so that was pretty cool not to fanboy too much but um so that was super cool we played our set we had Medeski and warren sit back sit in on back-to-back songs um in a 35 minute set you know so it was like this a uh, crazy sprint of a set, half of which we had these legendary musicians sitting in on um, in front of a packed house because wow. everyone, I think they're really, um, congratulations, they kind of keep the lineup, you know, under wraps a little bit or yeah. keep the order under wraps. And so it's a surprise to all the fans and everyone, you know, the house is full of music lovers. So people, everyone's there for the whole thing. And we played in between clutch and uh jason bonham's zeppelin experience so oh my gosh so it was you know, packed yeah wow it was packed. you can't complain about any of that you know <laughs> um it was it was really wonderful yeah wow. so okay let's rewind just a little bit like when was your like intro to music um i started playing guitar when i was nine or ten my mom is super into music you know she was always playing beatles rolling stones Neil Young, Paul Simon, James Taylor, et cetera. Yes. Um, she had a guitar around and I picked it up and she showed me a few things. And I started taking lessons thereafter and played through, you know, middle school. And then in high school, really got into it more deeply and start to kind of identify as a musician, as a guitar player. Um, again, I was really into classic rock, uh, was getting into jammier music, Dave Matthews, a little bit of fish, mm-hmm. um, you know, some other stuff. And then towards late high school. And so in, in high school, I was in bands. I was doing the songwriter thing for a while. I had kind of like a Jason Mraz type phase yes. at some point um, when I was, you know, I love Jason 16. Mraz. <laughs> He's an incredible songwriter yeah. and singer. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, and then I was in like indie rock bands mostly. Um, and then in college, uh, I went to NYU, studied music technology. Sorry, I'm just going for the full. No, uh, go for I, it, man. This, this is, is dope. Yeah. This is dope. Yeah. Uh, Went to uh, NYU, studied music technology, which had me doing, and then was playing guitar with all sorts of people in indie rock bands. I was in kind of like an electronic funk project. I was starting cool. to play with some you know, <laughs> hip hop producers and stuff like that, um, backing up songwriters, really trying to just play with as many people as possible. And then in school, I was learning about electronics and synthesizers and music production and how to record music and how the gear worked and how to fix things and and all this, all this kind of stuff. And so that was all coming together, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and yeah. And so when I graduated, I was m- 
playing in a couple bands, but mostly with this hip hop group called Oxymorons. And they were kind of the first band that I got to tour with and see the country with. You know, we did a couple national tours um, opening for some folks, which was really fun. And then I met and I was still playing with them when I met Karina. And Karina just kind of slowly, you know, and at the time <laughs> Karina was playing with Marco. Chris, our drummer, went to college with me. We were a okay. long time friend and okay. played in some other bands. Um, he and you know, he was playing in a bunch of bands, and Karina was playing with Marco, and I was playing with these guys. So Karina's project was kind of like the side project for all of us at first, and then it slowly rolled and, and the snowball picked up. And then I'd say over just before and over the pandemic, Karina really doubled down on herself as an artist and you know Explode. put the pedal to the floor yeah, yeah. And, and look at the payoff look at what's going on and, and the rest that. is really history on that it one. really yeah. is man like that is such a first of all congratulations that's that's <laughs> yeah, a man. lot of really cool shit that you've got under your belt and you i mean are you 30 yet are you under 30? i just turned 30 in september yeah so Jesus. i mean that's pretty incredible like for real so 30 years old and you realize that you're living your dream. I wonder. It's yeah. Right. A place to be. Yeah. Thank you. It's was, And you know, when you're in it, you don't always get to step back and see it for what it's mm -hmm. worth. Either, so it's no, I think you're not supposed to, you know, it's just like yeah. you can't look at your back or you can't see your own face. You know what I mean? Like there's just right. certain things that are off limits to us. Can't lick your elbow. Yeah, like, well, maybe some people can. I'm not going to, I don't know. Um, but yeah, like, it's just kind of a, it's a really cool realization to have, like, those moments where you can literally look back and be like, yeah, like, I've loved John Modeski. I played with him. Like, what? I, like, was in a photo with Slash listening to him. What? I'm touring with my band now. Like, this is Karina Reichman. That's your band. You guys are in that band, like, doing your own thing. Like, I wonder, you gave us your whole history. At what point, maybe was in high school, maybe earlier, did you know you're like, oh, I'm going toward music? In It was definitely in high school at some point. That's when I really, you know, again, was identifying as someone who played guitar and I knew that it was going to be an important part of my my life and my personality and, you know, my my dreams. The The day job is like doing automations and stuff like that it's doing we it, it's a it's doing a bunch of stuff um we're we're a creative tech agency and we do kind of whatever projects we we land we have stuff in theme parks mm. we just did this big immersive thing um for netflix in la uh are you talking like a, like pneumatics and stuff like that sometimes pneumatics um we do it's a whole mess of stuff. Like okay, this, take us through one project. <laughs> we ha uh, we have a bunch of stuff up in like Super Nintendo World okay. in in Hollywood and in um, Japan. Uh, specifically, there. Oh, I can't. Sorry, it's it's, yeah, <laughs> it's something hard. I, can't, it's I can't say too much about. Yeah. But we do all sorts of things with installations and creative technology. I'm kind of the electronics and the hardware guy, so I build a lot of custom electronics. I program them to you know, talk to our applications and talk to, you know, other pieces of hardware and okay. work with lights and projectors and LED screens and all this, all this kind of business. So that, that helps, that helps put the pieces together for me because yeah. watching you on stage, I couldn't like, like I said, the first time I saw you, I was like, I, what the hell is going on? How, how did you develop what you do up there? Because you're not just a guitar player. You're not. Yeah. You're you're doing 
and then a lot of other shit while you're playing yeah i mean in it really started to come together late in college and just after college so in college you know i studied music tech and we took these electronics courses and one of them we called it electronics Two, aka digital electronics Mm -hmm. which is how to build how to build circuits that you can program to do stuff Mm, and this class and one that came after it called um, multimedia installation and performance really opened the door to me because I learned how to make MIDI controllers mm-hmm. and which, you know, for those who might not have, you know, put hands on a MIDI controller is kind of the standard device that will communicate to a computer in music, in music production or in music performance. Um, and so this kind of opened up doors to me. And I also learned other things about music electronics and how to build some simple pedals and things like that. But um i i got really into building electronics and building circuits and devices and ones that i could program to interact with other things and kind of at the same time the guitar pedal market and you know ecosystem was going in a direction of devices that could you know where people were performing with devices that are running daws on stage that are running ableton on stage or that are you know, have sophisticated digital multi-effects that can talk to computers, that can talk to other devices. So um, I was really just deep in experimenting with all this stuff with loopers and with running Ableton with my pedals and with having a bunch of loopers stacked or with putting, you know, piezo mics onto weird bongos and other drums and seeing what that would sound like and doing all this kind of stuff. Right when I met Karina and, you know, um, it, it just when we started playing when we were a band the first two years of us being a band we really only played improvised music we would oh, play okay. after parties at new blue you know for fish or other similar types of events and we would literally just improvise for you know 90 minutes to two hours so you're like practicing basically I, exactly so this whole world was kind of coming together at that time for me and it was kind of the perfect platform to develop all this stuff yeah and then Right when I was saying, you know, 2019, we started writing songs and, you know, I had kind of took the the sound in a slightly different direction, but I had developed all the stuff to a point where I could integrate it into, you know, other kinds of music and where I could control it. So it wasn't quite as chaotic (laughs) as it it used to be, maybe. Yeah, I was I would think that like it'd be a dumb question. I was thinking it while you're talking, but like, is it hard to recreate what you do? Definitely. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And I've always, you know, approached music from a a place of performance. I love improvising. Honestly, the idea of like learning parts to a song still kind of like irks me for the most part, but (laughs) but I I, I do it, but you know, sometimes begrudgingly. Um, But I, there's definitely an aspect to when I'm playing live where two performances are never going to be the same because I'm twisting knobs and, you know, have things that are not, you know, laid out in concrete steps for myself where there's, you know, you know, gray zones between whether things are on or off or how, how much delay I'm using or how much, you know, my loop is dialed in or this, that, the other thing. You know, that's so cool um, because, you know, in a regular day job or something like that, there's a lot of repetition in that you have to, it's a job. So you're hired for that specific thing. And it means that you're going to be doing that same thing. Of course, there may be, uh, you know, things here and there that come up, but like, I would imagine that it really continues to stimulate your mind to doing what you're doing, you know, especially you're in tech also, but like having to 
do things. You're playing the same song, but definitely not the same way. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's exciting because it allows things to change over time, you know, on a, on a macro scale so yeah. songs take on different movements over time or over the course of a tour or several years, because one of us will, and you know, you don't need to have a crazy amount of tech that you play with to, to experience this, obviously. Um, but there's so many variables that can go into how something is going to come out. And it's exciting to see, you know, the, the performances change over time and see the role that, you know, the, the things that I build, can can impact that or if i can be pushed to build something new because i want to chase an effect that i'm hearing that's you know that's the sweet spot right that's awesome and it seems like the at least in my limited view the the tech is is just expanding and expanding and expanding and what you can do and then at the same time people are like wanting that analog sound too at the same time man with absolutely it's, yeah it's like okay let's make up our minds where we want to go like that guy um analog mike Pereira. do you know who i'm talking about? yeah, yeah analog man yeah yeah, yeah. Absolutely. yeah totally <laughs> totally like everybody's jonesing for that guy's pedals it's a uh, yeah his stuff's incredible it's one of the one of the gold standards so to speak yeah um I, but yeah i mean and you know that's kind of up to every artists to decide yeah right um there are incredible guitar players that i love that do with very that you know with very minimal effects or or processing it's true Um, i've like watching fish you know i've i've thought to myself you know he's such a talented guitar player but at the same time he's just as talented at knowing how to deftly use effects as he is at playing, which to me is a whole other instrument mm-hmm. in and of itself too, right? Absolutely. You have to exercise. I mean, cause you can tell when someone's, you know, uh, overdoing it. I, it's probably me sometimes, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> um but isn't that like, don't you kind of want to overdo it? Not like that be your standard, yeah. but you want to like jump Push off it. the edge and twist and somersault. Right. Exactly. You don't just want no, to land. Big, that's my style. Exactly. That's my choice. Exactly. Um, and a lot of it, you know, how I got here is just being inspired by musicians who aren't guitarists. I mean, it's one that sticks out to me is watching interviews with Tom Morello when I was in high school, mm-hmm. talking about how he was inspired by Dr. Dre and, you know, all these hip hop producers. And that's how he got into making all of his sounds that, that he's famous for. Um, and, you know, being inspired by musicians like Fortet's a big one for me, electronic producer who has just incredible sound design. Um, so, so many others, Flying Lotus, huge inspiration to me. It, you know, Mel was bringing up earlier, like these landmark shows that you guys have played, like Christmas Jam and, and uh, Red Rocks and stuff like that. Is there... Is there a moment for you when you're on stage doing that where you, let me think of a better way to ask this question. I'm going to backtrack. So we just did a, a, our first like live podcast here in Portland, right? Ever. And, and, uh, there was a moment that I was up there. I was like, holy shit. Like these people actually came here to see us. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was weird, a weird feeling Yeah. when you're at red rocks and you're standing on that stage and you're in the middle of the show, you ever have that thought? Like, 
holy shit, these people are here to see us. Hopefully it's, not it's while you're playing. <laughs> oh, definitely while I'm playing. Well, my thing sometimes, as I mentioned, I have a lot of different things to kind of keep track of while oh, I'm yeah. playing sometimes. So I can be, I remember this happening distinctly at Red Rocks where I was lost in my world. And then I, you know, kind of looked up for a second. I was like, holy shit, I'm at Red Rocks. Like I'm playing a yeah, show, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? And yeah. and that happens honestly all the time. But that was a particularly, uh, you know, poignant version of that. Wow. Yeah, I can't even imagine walking out on that <laughs> stage, dude. Like just being in the crowd at that place is, is yeah. insane. It's magic anywhere you stand yeah. when you're in that, like in, when you're in Red Rocks. It's incredible. Yeah. So, yeah. Adam, what, um, what do you think like birthed in you the love for technology like this? That's a great question. Um, I don't know. I would say it started, I, I think, with me learning how to fix things because I break so much stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's Out fair. of necessity. Um, I mean, I've always loved building things. Um, and then I think I saw technology as a way to kind of combine building things with making art mm. in a way. When I learned yeah. that I could use technology as a tool to enhance, you know, my creative abilities, that really sold me on it. I mean, I, I learned, I'm a pretty decent programmer. I learned how to program in college, you know, and that, and I, I really got into that because I could do visuals with it. I learned uh, originally, I was like, oh, I can like build fractals and particle systems and stuff like that with code. That's so cool. And then at the same time, I was learning how to do that with hardware. Um, and finally got it to, you know, make its way into my music performance practice. But just the, I, it always stuck. Yeah. I don't really know when it started. I had a, my high school had a really good music program with a music technology class where I was learning oh, wow. reason and garage band and stuff like that. It wasn't explicitly that technical, but it was, you know, you know fairly technical yeah. from that point. So that at least birthed me that you could use technology to make art. Yeah, because usually those things are opposite, right? Like you've got a techie mindset or, or you, or you're creative, but mm. that's not always the case. Yeah. I coders yeah, are a I different think, breed though. It, it's yeah, it's tough to say. I mean, I think to me it always made sense, but yeah. uh, you know. It was like like you said an extension or something that helped you figure out how to I do mean, what you were Science doing. is inherently creative. You know, you're if you're trying to invent things, if you're trying to develop True. things, you you're, you're not going to get anywhere if you can't have original ideas and combine ideas from other disciplines and and this whole kind of thing. So and and coding learning to code and turn computer code into visual effects and sound and circuits and apis and all that stuff like you have to have an inherently creative mind to be able to even conceive of the idea of what you want to mm -hmm. tell the code to do in the first place so yeah. coders are a very special they're painting with words it's the craziest coolest shit and it that's you know that in and of itself is an art form as far as i'm concerned yeah. like absolutely look yeah. around us the world that we're in right now is filled with the art of code you know what i mean like the whole um conversation right. around ai and that's going on right now is all because of somebody coding that shit into yeah. some neural engine somewhere that's 
Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So let's digress a, a little bit. How do you feel? <laughs> how do you really? feel? Yeah. How do you feel about AI? Uh oh. <laughs> how do I feel about it? Yeah. Um, like in, in your, cause you've got your music, sure. you've got your tech, you've, you're like 30 years old. I feel like you're in the perfect yeah. era for this. Like, wh- what do you think about it? I think it's going to be highly impactful. Um, I think it's, and it <laughs> remains to be seen, you know, if for, for good or for evil, so to speak, but you know, I, I don't love our track record. I think it's going to do a lot of great things and a lot of terrible things, honestly, yes. Yes. kind of going to be up to, you know, us and, and other people, you know, uh, to figure out how we navigate all that. I think it's kind of like the central question of our, you know, of our time is how do we coexist with technology, you know, AI specifically, but more generally, I mean, just looking at sure. phones and social media, blah, 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 you know, but I, it's, I love what he said though. He's like, I, I don't love our track record. <laughs> no. no, no, we, we, as a, as a species don't make the best decisions for ourselves. Um, so there's wait, a lot of, wait, wait, hold wait, on. Okay. there's a lot of conversation going on around AI and, yeah. and it's, effect on humanity yeah do you think that um that's consciousness do you think that it's conscious um do i think that it's <laughs> you don't conscious. have a right or wrong answer yeah, adam I, so just I, know that yeah no of course that's why i'm asking <laughs> i'd okay. go with no no okay yeah i mean not yet yeah but n- no i don't think so have you used it in your music at all in music, not really. Okay. Uh, I've used, but I, I use it. You know, I use ChatGPT for other yeah. things, for, for work or for other, you know, projects and whatnot. Um, but I haven't used it in music yet. I'm not particularly inclined to. Um, but we'll see what we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, right. we'll I saw see what happens. I mean, I don't know if it, if it's if it's cool. I'll I'll probably use it. Maybe I, you know? I saw a video <laughs> of of the ChatGPT writing um, fiddle tunes. So they were like, write me a fiddle tune in the style of Doc Watson in such and sh- such year. And it yeah. s- spits out tabs just like that. Like, yeah. and it was bomb shit too. It was like, oh no. It was probably perfect. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's probably I, no perfect. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're barreling headlong into the future for good or ill. And yeah. this stuff is all here. And I think what it comes down to is like, like he said, it's up to us. It's the user. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. It's just a tool like anything else, you know, so anything could happen. Really, well, I, I would, I would agree with, it's just a tool, but it is not like anything else. <laughs> this is sure. yeah, very right. trippy and weird and futuristic and sci-fi and otherworldly and all of it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Things have definitely, and just the amount that it's, uh, you know, accelerated in the last two years or so has really been, I think, shocking for. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, you mentioned it yourself with just like from 2019 to now, how fast things have gone that had nothing to do with AI. It just seems as if a lot of things are evolving at a rapid pace in these last few years. And then God knows what AI can do to speed that up as well. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. 
and our giant evergreen back catalog of episodes. We've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and up-and-coming artists of today such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts, and new episodes come out every Monday. Totally. I mean, it's, you know, if you want to get super technical, I mean, AI has been embedded into services and products that you use for, you know, probably close to a decade or more now in some form or another, like, you know, your, your news feeds are generated, you know, by algorithms that resemble AI, Mm -hmm. your, you know, the the way all all of it's, it's been influencing us, I would say, but now the tools are, have been, um, have been kind of open to the public, so to speak, so that, you know, the, the laymen can kind of, you know, take their, take their turn with it. Yeah, but when, I, when I can that, grab that it, only, go. But there's even crazier stuff being developed behind the scenes that you're not seeing yet. So when I can grab it and go, Hey, create me a logo for no simple road using a Phoenix and a road. And it goes, <laughs> okay. And spits out like 50 ideas that are better than I could have ever thought. I'm like, Oh no. <laughs> I mean, it could, I don't know, it, it, you, not, you know, with no judgment on what your ideas might be, it could definitely do that right now. There's no question. Oh yeah. I just did it the other day. Oh I yeah. Totally cool. yeah. just did it the other day. It's like, okay, yeah. great. Well, there goes that, you know? So I, what do you see your, like, you know, of course this is all just talk, conjecture. but like, what do yeah. you see your, your future being? You're at this awesome trajectory right at this moment. What would you like to see happen or what do you see happening for yourself in your career? That's, that's a really great question as well. Um, I'm just trying to enjoy the ride and, and savor it at this point. I mean, it's impossible. It, it's gone so much further than I would have ever guessed already. So it's, it just seems so difficult to speculate. It, I think it's about trying to reach a place where, you know, it'd be, be great to not, you know, need, need another job, you know, uh, yeah. you know, to, to get out of there um, and to be just, continuing onward and upward and playing more and bigger shows. And, you know, I do have, there's some cool, like, you know, I think cool creative tech and personal artistic, you know, tech and art projects that I'd love to try to uh, get off the ground. There's some pedals that I've built that I'm maybe trying to, to sell and things like that. So those, you know, if I can take the uh, music performance and kind of incorporate some other um, tech art, side to it that's something i'd love to look into um it's coming man adam that's cool i know that it's it's hard to see stuff when you're on the inside of it brother i really do it's it's like mel said maybe you're not supposed to you're not but but i'll tell you straight up it's coming man it thank you i have a tough time putting into words exactly what it is no no across somehow (laughs) just just the the question was meant for that. Yeah, you're, you're not <laughs> just gonna, to get the wheels turning, you know. <laughs> Adam November is not going to be working two jobs in a couple of years. I tell you straight up that it's well, not maybe happening. you are, but it's your choice. Yeah, you know, like in your 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 own creative outwit, you know, output. Absolutely. Well, thank you. I I uh, working towards it. So yeah, it shows. It definitely shows. You guys are all three of you are working your tails off. What a 
What a joyride it's been. <laughs> what a joy, exactly. That's the joy, yeah. It's been an, it's been a crazy year in in a stream of like three crazy years, you know? Yeah. Um, yes. Okay, so okay, so let's do this. Top yeah. three moments of the last year. I won't of the even last year. Yeah, I won't even say these last past years yeah, because there's three, a lot. Four, but this yeah, last middle. year. Oh, uh, let's see. We played in Iceland with the Disco Biscuits uh, in May wow. at, at a venue called Harpa, which is basically, you know, the most prestigious concert hall in, in Reykjavik. Um, so that that one stands out immediately. That was really extraordinary. Wow. Um, what else? Par Peach Fest set this summer, you know, main stage, probably about 4 p.m. ish or so. Oh, really. my gosh. What a great time. time. time yeah on on the saturday that was really what? really special yeah wow maybe maybe it's like three o'clock. i forget what time it was but it doesn't matter it felt, that's great it felt like 8 p.m to me you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> and i mean christmas jam this past week that's you know how do you beat <laughs> that didn't Warren suck. In the Jets, you yeah. know double header <laughs> yes man yeah I'm, I'm probably I'm probably leaving some stuff out, but no, that's, you're supposed that's to. That would that's pretty yeah. dang good, man. Like if that, those are your top three and you're leaving stuff out, come on, man. <laughs> so, you know, all this stuff that you're talking about, everything going so fast. You know, you start going on the road. Do you do you dig being on the road? I love being on the road. Yeah, I mean, we have so much. Fun. I mean, you guys were hanging out with us in oh, Portland, so, you know, but we have so much fun on the road. Like you guys don't understand, we are just laughing and doing bits the entire time. You know, <laughs> listening to music, yeah. listening to our favorite stupid YouTube videos, just doing dumb impressions. Like, like quality it is time. so much fun all the time. Like we're laughing <laughs> at every moment. You know, <laughs> dear green room, like that night the vibe in the green room was so fun because I've, I've been, I've been backstage in places where you're like, Whoa, this is right. weird back here. You know what I mean? Or whatever. You guys were totally having a blast the whole time. And I could see how Karina hanging out with Karina all the time would be like nonstop fun zone. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Energizer He's bunny. The <laughs> most positive, consistent positive energy. Right on. That, that wow. you can imagine. Yeah. That's so cool that that's like that fell upon your lap. You know what I mean? That you cult and, and you had well, your apartment building. And you no, had to no cultivate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. I mean, clearly you've cultivated the relationship and all of that stuff, but like that I feel like certain things are supposed to happen to us. You know what I mean? And certain things like that, you know, like whether you're working hard or you're lucky or whatever that happened, she walked into your freaking apartment building. And next thing you know, you're playing up in your apartment that you just happened to have all the cool shit out. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it, it's, it's not lost on me because, you know, going to music school in New York city, I've met, you know, many 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 people it's like oh we should totally jam sometime oh yeah totally we'll get together and we'll we'll play and like you know 99 percent of the time it doesn't happen right but yeah. this is the time when it happened and it you know really happened <laughs> that's called lightning striking man wow. that's yeah. did you have I, I guess there's no way you could have known but did did you have like an immediate musical connection um i'd say so. it 
it was a good jam, you know, okay. it wasn't, okay. we, we were like thinking back on that point, we were such like infantile musicians, I feel compared to where we both are now, honestly. Um, sure. So it's hard to believe I could have had a musical connection with anyone at the time. So. <laughs> well, there was something, no, yeah, right? I like a, a tiny, tiny spark. We were like, this is great. Like, let's do this more. We, we just had, you know, so much music that we loved in common and, um, and it did. It, and we, we were just having fun, honestly, more than the musical connection. <laughs> we were just having yeah. a good time. Like we were joking around and we were we were playing. The playing sounded good. And, uh, and yeah, but it was free. It was you know? that's mm-hmm. see, that's the best shit. And, and literally you know, playing. Yeah. Like playing yeah. <laughs> with everything going on. And you, you seem like the most grounded dude, like just chill, like I said. For anybody that's coming up behind you that is finding a measure of success, what advice would you give them on like how to stay grounded as you as the success is happening to you? Hmm. And you're allowed to think on it. I'll I'll, yeah, I'll totally. riff for a minute. I mean, you really just have to to love it and find what you love about, you know, this whole process of, of music making and artistry and really double down on the parts of it that you love, I think. Right. Mm. That makes sense. There's so many different, you know, facets and components to this and you'll get lost. I think if you try to do everything, so to speak, I don't know. I don't really know what I'm trying to say. No, no, but that, that makes find sense. The things you love about it and double down on that because honestly, there's no room. It's, it's not worth it if you don't love it. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you need to love it. It, well, <laughs> so worry about it that doesn't first. seem like you could literally do what you're doing day after day, night after night for an hour or two, possibly three on stage and you don't love it. Like it just doesn't seem like you could have the energy for that or that it would be worth it. Right. Yeah. Um, That's it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you need to love it and you need to, it sounds cliche, but you need to be, you know, a person that people want to work with and that people want to hang out with because you, you know, if you're on the road, you're only playing music for two or three or four hours a day, maybe, but the rest of the time you're with your people and you have to get from point A to point B and there's lots of other moving parts in the situation. And, and uh, it's, it's, you know, just, going back to Kareen and I meeting on that, on that night and starting to play music together, you have to be a person that people want to work with. So yeah. Yeah. yeah if you're a dick after the show, nobody wants to hang out with you. You're not getting the gig, man. It, well, I mean, kind of what I'm getting at is, is also the side of it of like, you know, you start meeting your heroes and you're sharing stages with them mm-hmm. or, like this getting to talk to them and it's kind of been a theme of the conversation like if you step outside of it i i i look at what's going on with us sometimes and i'm like in utter disbelief that any of it is happening at all and i've had people say to us oh you know oh congratulations man you guys are blowing up or whatever and I'm like, dude, 
perception from the outside is so much different <laughs> than perception from the inside. They are two completely it's incredible, different things, isn't it? right? <laughs> and, and like what whatever you're seeing on Instagram and making up in your head is not what's actually going on. And that's kind of how I I've like kept my feet on the ground through all of this is like knowing that the perception that people have is not the reality of what's going on. Like I fucking watched my grandson all day today and worked and cooked lunch. Like that's what I did for real. I wasn't like (laughs) hanging out on stages or anything like that. And right. I mean, I think part of that being grounded too, when you start to meet your, your heroes, you learn how normal a lot of them are, you know, (laughs) people, you know, and they're, you know, they're talking about what they had for lunch or, you know, wh- whatever. It's not, there's nothing crazy about it. And then there's Slash, but then, you know, most that's people. Different. That's totally different. He's a rock star and that's a whole different set of story. He actually, he doesn't even walk. He floats. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's something that we figured out like really, really quick in having these conversations. Like I can remember talking to O'Teal and like being terrified. It was the first time we'd done an interview and I was so scared and I'd never done an interview before. And now I'm talking to O'Teal and like, Oh shit. And like maybe five or 10 minutes in, I was like, Oh, this is a dude. He's just so yeah. easy to like his specifically O'Teal, like chill. And then his name next to the dictionary, like yeah. Yeah. he's just got such amazing vibe. And, and no matter if you're a musician it just a person he's accepting and that's what's amazing about somebody like O'Teal. Yeah. Having the opportunity to to get to talk to them and and like you said I we realize really quick oh these are just people and they happen to be super talented at doing whatever playing the bass or the keyboard and it really did change the game of like going to the shows too it was like oh mm-hmm. shit these people are dope and they're i'm rooting for them ten thousand times more now and i you know even through like all the successes and stuff with me i wonder if you're like this like i'll think of something that i want to do with nsr and then it happens as soon as it's over i'm like okay, that was cool. Now let's do the next whatever. Right. Uh, Is there something for you that like a room that you haven't played yet or uh, something that you're like is on your hit list that you're looking forward to? Oh, totally. Absolutely. Like like what? Um, I mean, a big one for me, I'd love to play terminal five in New York city. Okay. Uh, just because that's the venue where I would go to see a lot of my first shows when I was, I grew up, you know, an hour and change North of the city. So when I was 15 or 16 and I could like go into the city by myself and see shows, it would often be there. Okay. So that's, that'll be special. You're stomping uh, ground. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, yeah. I, what is it about New York city, man? What, what? It never sleeps. I mean, you know. you, I, <laughs> yeah. But, Explain well, that it. right Explain there it a little bit for somebody that's never been there before. It's so, I mean, talk about being inside of it and not being able to see it from afar. I base, I was born here and I grew up just North of here. And then I, you know, lived in the city for since college about 
almost 15 years, probably not 15 years, like 13, 12 years. Um, so I, <laughs> I've never even been outside of it for that long. Wow. But wow. Um, even with all that travel, you never thought to like, you know, move to Houston or Maine or you know what I mean? This is going to sound super, you know, jaded or something. But once you live in New York City, the idea of and if you're doing something like music yes. or, or technology for that for that matter, where you're like around people and it's all just happening here, especially with music and, and art, it's mm-hmm. all just happening here. And, you know, the idea of going to a place where it isn't it, and it just doesn't feel right, you know? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Do know. Uh, there, there's a you're def- where you're supposed to be. Well, well, there's a definite like there's a very unique kind of thing going on in New York City. There's an energy there that is not anywhere else. Like, yeah, <clears throat> I had never been there before. Mel took me in 2021 to go see fish at MSG, and um, I, I was like, I'm, I'm kind of like a, I don't dig being around like large crowds of people, believe it or not. Like I get social anxiety sometimes and like, and I was like, I'm, I hope I'm not like freaked out in New York. And we got off the train at Penn station and I was like, this is fucking awesome. This is awesome. awesome. I walked down the street. I was like, Whoa, this is the coolest shit ever. There's like every accent and language and clothing style and everything all happening at once and it's like pouring down on you all the time yeah that's better than i could have possibly put it it just feels <laughs> like it's all happening here right all, yeah. you know whatever you want you can get it whatever you want to see or listen to or or whoever you want to it's all happening right yeah, yeah. well it's, sometimes when you're too close to it it's hard to take yourself out to explain it you're like I mean, I, I was born in New York, so I know about, I know that I know about the energy. I know that I'm definitely a West coast girl for sure. You know, no. I love the West coast, but I love the fact that I was born in New York and I have that in me. I understand what it means. I know why people walk fast. I know like right. how to watch my back. I know, you know, I know the, the things. And so to see somebody new coming in that never, cause he had like all these preconceived notions about New York. Like I'm not going to like it. It's going to be weird. And I'm like, I just didn't, I like said very not like minimal. I'm like, no, you'll just see. And yeah, like people fall in love with New York. There's something about it. It's like, the hot chick or something it's just like everybody yeah. it's like i mean it's, it's, it's a tough place there's something oh, yeah. you know you know concretely uh gritty and and tough about it that you have to like and you have to be into the pace of it and um and kind of the uh impersonalness of it sometimes oh, yeah. but um oh, if yeah. you have your people and you have your you know your your stomping grounds you have yeah. your your way of doing things it's it's perfect because you can get anything you need you yeah know? it's it's crazy like i remember walking and seeing the biggest rat i've ever seen in my life and a guy shooting dope and a prostitute and like the best bagel shop in the whole wide world all within like a hundred <laughs> yards and i'm like this is this is amazing where else can you see that exactly no. yeah <laughs> in fact before we went to new york he had asked karina because we had we had her on the podcast oh, about the pizza. yeah and he's like where should i go for pizza <laughs> yeah she said tony's you you joe's? Joe's. Oh, joe's joe's yeah sorry to yeah. not tony's joe's. and we yes. walked from msg highest kites after the show to joe's to go get pizza and it's pretty amazing it was it was a hell of a night. Um, 
I think that uh, living somewhere like that, it it creates a certain kind of a like a a hunger to go oh, yeah. after shit. Oh, yeah. Do you do you think that too? Absolutely, yeah. Because you're, you know, so many people here are trying to to get to that place, whatever that place is. So you're constantly inspired by the people around you, and you're constantly being yeah. pushed. It's it's a competitive place. I mean, especially. I feel like when I was in college and I was playing in different bands and seeing, you know, oh, who's getting this gig, who's getting that gig. You know, it's not music's not a competition, of course, but it's easy for it to feel like it sometimes sure. when you're just surrounded by people who are hungry and trying to get to that place. Well, and that can be uh, so which, motivating. Which can be epic. It's super motivating. Yeah. And you you need that sometimes. Absolutely. Well, well, I would sometimes. Yeah. Well, I, I, <laughs> well, like no, think no, of- no. It, it can be motivating or not. Like if you or the yeah, kind of person, on your mindset. It depends kind of on your mindset. That, that's like, oh, well, they got the gig and I didn't. Well, fuck it. You know what I mean? I can that can do you. Well, in. but it, but it will test right. your your not just your resilience, but like what you really want to do. Because if you know, seeing Adam is going to distract you or deter you from playing guitar, and that's all you ever did, then you really didn't want to do that. Wow. Right. Do you know what I mean? I think- like, if somebody can stop you from your dream just by being good. Then that's not true. I mean, dream. I do think it's uh, it, it plays a part in what pushed me to you know incorporate electronics into my setup and to build my own gear and build my own sounds because I knew if I was doing that, then Set I would at part. least have a leg up on 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 other other players in in some regard, or at least I'd be doing something different. I was like, okay, I definitely I'm not going to be the best like guitar player in New York City, but I can do something that's different and uh, and unique. You're going to be okay. the best and only yeah. out of November. In exactly that's, you know, that can get you somewhere sometimes yes it's, it's got man. you a hey, lot man. of places man oh <laughs> so, adam thank you man for what a great history after your 30 year history you brought us up to speed you shared so much awesome stuff and you're i mean it's kind of the beginning right like wouldn't you say that <laughs> feels like it to me yeah exactly i mean i would hope so yeah, yeah that's pretty impressive and kudos to you man like it's really cool to have met you and now to like meet you again you know what i mean like yeah, we, like yeah. face to face but then like really Proper get to know you and like um yeah, man, you you guys are rocking, and I I just love what all of you all are doing, and what a great combination, what great chemistry, and thanks, man, thank you for what you're doing. Um, well, thank you for what you're doing. Thank you so much for having me. This has you, been so you, great. You said that you did another podcast. What was the other podcast? Was it Karina's? No, it was no, it wasn't. It was um, uh, his name is Danny Siegel. He's a very nice guy. Has just kind of a, a small podcast. I met him uh, after a show in New Jersey two months ago shout out danny siegel right for, on danny siegel i remember this story aaron and apple on, on were uh, outside yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly how dare you karina how dare we, we you? said oh, that right. yeah. Yeah, you guys are yeah. have adam on man what the fuck she's too busy okay she's got a yeah, band exactly. she's touring she's praying she's playing yeah. christmas jam man she's busy all right adam before we go yeah. what one band that's out right now are you stoked on or listening to a lot or listening to a lot wow why did that catch me so off guard um really shouldn't be that hard of a question (laughs) (laughs) 
So for uh, while you're thinking, for me, yeah. I've been listening to a lot of King Gizzard lately. Right. Okay. So Mel, they're, they're amazing. Yeah. Mel. Ooh, what have I been listening to? No, well, I do love Doug Short. I'm not going to lie. But, well, you know what it is? For me, I listen to a lot of the people that we just have had on um, because I like to, it's like doing research before, right? Then you talk to them. Then you want to hear it again. So I've been listening to Caleb Lee Hutchinson. He just has a, he's got a new CD out called Southern Galactic. And he's dope, man. He's he's killing it. He's right. He lives in Nashville. He was on American Idol, and he's got some like, he's just he's cool. And I I you know so like when we have people on, I try to you know patronize their music and like listen to them so I can just get pumped up about it again. So that's what I've been listening to. To, to lately. make the question easier, sometimes I'll say like, when you get in the car, what are you listening to? But you live in New York City, so you're probably not driving around too much. Or he's, he's in Brooklyn. Uh, not too much. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I I definitely, more, I feel like I'm in a rut of like listening to just like recycled stuff that I always listen to. But like yeah. one album that I always listen to is uh, Mad Villainy, you know, MF Doom and, and oh, Mad Lib. Yeah. Uh, pop record. That, that's like, a, you know, an unconscious, I'll just put that on if I, if I you know, need some music to Comfort listen to. Music. It. Isn't that crazy how you exactly. like can be a, you are part of music. But then you kind of get like, like you said, kind of tired of the same stuff or you keep listening to the same favorites, you know? And one thing that's um, really brought me a lot of joy is doing the show because we get to find out about, we're we're forced to, we're forced to. And that is one of the coolest things because I know what you mean. I I mean, sometimes I drive home from work a different way and we live, I live seven minutes from my job. You know what I mean? Like just I need to spice it up and so I totally get that like it's just kind of a neat thing to be able to I, have new music that's good at your fingertips I got I got one for you Adam please <clears throat> that you can, I need clearly I need some recommendations yeah yeah I got one for you <laughs> yeah, yeah um, what I'm listening to and I crumbled <laughs> there there's a band out of that's the only time you did though it's it's all good there's a band out of Texas and they're called Leon the third oh Lee it's Leon and then I I I Right, Leon the Third, and there's two albums of theirs that um, Antlers and Velvet, and then the new album <clears throat> is Something's Trying to Change My Mind. And if you listen, listen to Antlers and Velvet first, and then Something's Trying to Change My Mind, and you would be hard pressed to tell me that that's not one album. It's a continuation, the new one. They made it in two parts. You're, you're and, suggesting. Yep. And if if Pink Floyd was born in Texas, and Radiohead was the father, <laughs> and and uh, what's the guy's name from uh, Flaming Lips? Wayne Coyne was the nanny of that baby. <laughs> it would be Leon the Third. <laughs> That sounds sick. <laughs> it's some dope <laughs> shit. So after, awesome. after you listen to it, let me know what you thought. I will. And and the wheel. Listen to the wheel. Yeah, That's the another one. Too. That's a good one too, man. Yep. Avram Brown. Avram. Yeah. Avram Brown. I think he's from back east too. Yeah. He lives. I, I heard someone else mention his name recently. He's I gotta, dope. I gotta yeah. He's dope. Um, his project is the wheel. It's, it's amazing. You just, you, you know, you know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> all right man also i wanted to say this because i just the last very last thing dang you look like post malone 
<laughs> it's too bad this is just an audio podcast i think for, for both folks but i i have a history of going as post malone for halloween especially before he had his face tats oh my god i used to get stopped you know pretty pretty frequently you like just roll with like, it i know I I mean, would, oh my I gosh do you on. have any photos anywhere of your post malone like give me like two you know 30 seconds i can i can pull one up here. now that you said I, it i, I, I well, can't unsee it the whole time i wasn't gonna be rude and throw it out at the very beginning like oh you look like no dang. i wanted to hear you but like i, I had like dang <laughs> hell oh, yeah no. oh my gosh oh, adam dude. that is dope wow i love it i love every yeah. second of it well this done this is probably right around when i met karina too this is the same time right on man it's because of that picture that all of this shit happened <laughs> adam you've got a great smile you've got a great attitude you really set yourself apart and i'm glad that we did this man Right on. Baby. I'm so glad that this. Thank you guys so much for having me. All right. Baby. Right on. We'll, we'll let you know when it comes out. Please do. Yeah. We'll talk to you soon. Be on man. the lookout. Be safe yes, out there. Adam, right on. Later. You guys. See you soon. Wow. Oh. <laughs> That's like a Grammy aw. Oh. Cute. You know, I love when awesome shit happens to cool people. Yes. That, like, the world is a crazy, mixed up, violent, scary, weird place. And then stuff like that happens. And I'm like, maybe everything's going to be okay. It's the checks and balances. As ugly and gross as people and the world can be is as beautiful and sweet as people and the world can be. People like Adam with that kind of light in their eyes and, I know, that, and that smile. smile deserve to have all the good shit happen to them well it's happening yeah man that's that's cool and what an incredibly talented dude what too. a good score karina yeah right good job, on karina i didn't say this to him but as far as i'm concerned he has created an entire new instrument he in, i mean in, he, he in, has it's because it's not just his guitar if you if like for you listening if you don't know what I'm talking about. Go to YouTube and pull up any performance by Karina Reichman and her band. And you'll see what Adam does on stage. And it's, it's completely unique. He's not at a pedal board. He's got, I don't even know, probably something he created on a stand and he's playing that at the same time he's playing his guitar. Basically. I mean, I know that it's probably loopers and, and delay and effects and whatnot, but it's, it's way different than what you see Trey or Bobby or whoever doing. It's, it's a new thing. And so the sound that's coming from his guitar is completely different than anybody else. So if, well, I know that that's what he was setting out to do. He, he definitely achieved his goal of creating something unique and different. Being from New York, like we were just talking about, and having that kind of um, drive and going to NYU for music, like he's literally in the hub of everything. And to be able to stand out truly, not like, I can't think of anybody he, he get, plays like. No, I, no, there's, you know what no. I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And and he's one of millions he of plays like Adam. Yeah, exactly. He's one of millions of guitarists, but he's his own thing. And I think that an, 
um, an environment for some people, you know, for some people, New York is just that kind of environment that that competition or that hunger will create. And like it did for him, like you said, it cre- made him create something to stand out. And that's awesome. Wow. That's a trip that like the pace and um, like population and the all of it, the energy of New York City is forcing creation. It's also forcing betterment. It's forcing creation. It's forcing betterment. And it's it, like reaching like new heights. That's yeah. Innovation. Innovation. Is the word Thank I was you. Yes. For. Innovate. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's making people innovate because if you do something like everybody else, there's a hundred thousand of those somebody else's that do the same thing you do. You've got to figure out something to set yourself apart. And it's got to be natural because you don't want to be phony about <laughs> yeah. it too. Like he took two of his loves and merged them together and created a completely unique sound within something that is not that unique. Mm. That's wild. that's wild. Love it is it. wild. I love it. Well, everybody, I hope you enjoyed that as much as we did. Um, if Karina Reichman comes through her town with her band, you are well, going to be her s- town or yours stunned by what you see. You need to go check it out. Go to their Instagram and see what the tour looks like because she's hardworking. And yeah, she is. Adam is. They all are busting his ass right alongside her, and uh, you don't want to miss that when they come through your town. And uh, yeah. We're we're gonna go play with our grandson now. That's I right, think, right? Yeah, we Is are. That what we're gonna do. That's what we're doing. All Put right. out the ornaments. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna decorate the tree. All right, everybody. We'll see you on Monday with another edition of the No Simple Road Weekly Rewind. Remember to <clears throat> hit up Shop Tour Bus and our Patreon and our website and melt premium mushroom chocolates and and fire on the mountain and all the good NSR sponsor shit. And uh, we'll see you on Monday. We love y'all. Love you. Take care of each other. Smile as strangers. Safety third. Hydrate. Peace. Peace.
Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast.